0: What's up everybody, this is Edgar Martin from the Q&E podcast just bringing you this message that today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. It could be sports, entertainment, or anything else that you feel people might want to listen to. Once again, that's podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot dot C-O, podgo.co.
1: That's why you got public success and everybody that's successful publicly, they're struggling somewhat privately. And you got to really understand that. See, the thing about it, we do this when the camera's on. We got to do this when the camera's off. Mm. We got to talk to each other, man. We got to love each other. We got to, hey, man, Fred, you all right, dog? Hey, dog. you all right, man? You all right, dog? You Chad, you all right? Chad, you know I do that with him yeah. all the time. You all right, baby, talk to me. Just tell me you're good, I'm good. I don't need nothing, don't want nothing, that's how it is. So we don't do that as men. Mm. Especially when we start putting folks on a pedestal, man. You're like, shoot. Yeah. You know? And that's not good. That's why you got to be careful who you call a role model because a lot of these models are here playing roles. You are now listening to the QE podcast. Is this what you want?
2: what's up everybody you're listening to the q and e podcast and you are here with your boy q hicks right now and i got Egga on the other line Egga, tell the people what's good
0: what's up everybody welcome to another episode of the q and e podcast what a great way to start the pod off bro some wise words from none other than prime time himself one of the smoothest talkers of all time bro definitely like he he got that captivating voice he he always know what to say and when to say it. Like he just, he could just talk without even trying to say something knowledgeable and cool. And it's just going to roll off the tongue like that, you know? So uh, if you haven't checked out that, I am athlete podcast yet with uh, Brandon Marshall or Ocho and the rest of them boys, make sure y'all check that episode out with prime time. Uh, the NASCAR series is done. So Thank y'all don't got to worry about NASCAR no more. Damn.
2: Thank <laughs> y'all. <laughs> it was taking up weeks. I'm mad. Cause all the smoke is doing the same thing. They show a clip. And then they don't post the video for like a month. They did the same thing with this Dion video that uh that all the smoke is doing with the Baron Davis. They, they video. posted
0: it like two weeks ago.
2: Yeah, like why is it taking yeah. so long? Like we don't care about NASCAR. Give us what we need.
0: We need. But we need I Dion. I think Dion fucked up though. I think Dion fucked up because Dion posted it, but I am athlete. Oh, post-
2: Dion posted that.
0: Dion was the one oh. that posted the clip a couple weeks ago, <laughs> yeah, and none of them posted it. So I'm like, damn, Dion probably fucked up and posted it because mm-hmm. he thought they was probably gonna post him that next episode, and they had like that whole NASCAR series lined up still.
2: Man, whole lot of flack was given to them NASCAR niggas because we did not <laughs> want to see them niggas after we seen Dion Sanders, boy. We did not want to see them, man. But if this is your first time listening to the q and podcast, we do have five segments. We have our sports segment, Two Wild Wednesday. Social media wants to know entertainment and also pass the ox. So definitely stick with us throughout this whole entire episode. And let's dive in first to what the hell is going on in Boston, bro? We, we have to talk about this first before the playoffs because this was the news I woke up to this morning. It happened early. Brad Stevens is no longer going to be the head coach of the Boston Celtics. He is going to be the president of basketball operation. Talk about white fucking privilege <laughs> that you underperform uh, with your coaching job and you get a promotion.
0: Excuse me. But are we, mind, are we really going to say underperform though? Are we yes. really going to say underperform? Yes, because
2: yes. I see because I see people saying that Brad Stevens got the three Easter Conference finals. With that talent, nigga, you should have been to a couple of finals by now. And I'm going to say that flat out. That team with Kyrie, underperformed. And even last year, y'all should have got to the finals over the heat. So y'all can say all the time that, oh, y'all had conference finals, but y'all didn't do anything with that talent that y'all had. Y'all was calling that nigga Brad Stevens a coaching genius, calling that nigga the next pop. And he don't get y'all to the finals with that talent y'all had, with two uh, budding young stars? I don't want to hear that. He didn't do anything. He underperformed, especially after y'all was gracing him that.
0: Calling him the next pop, I ain't, I ain't want to do that now. So people who was doing that was crazy, but I, I did call him a genius. I feel like he was definitely a, a top three, top five coach in the league over so, the past couple years. Now he he's definitely been that. I ain't gonna take that away from him. But I can't just sit here and say he's just completely underperformed. You've had LeBron, in the East still that you still had to go through. None of the less, the as passes, talented bro. as your team I'm not was, the passes, bro. I don't know, bro. I ain't think about who was on that LeBron team. Think about who on that LeBron team. It was but LeBron it's and who it was Bron a few years younger than what he is now, bro. And we know Bron can do what no one else can and lead a team like that, even with subpar talent around him. Come on now. Yeah, I, I I totally get what you're saying. Like, you didn't reach the finals and you had it at, at least two opportunities too. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I just can't completely say he underperformed. But it is going to be interesting to see Danny Ainge has stepped down now and Brad Stevens. Has uh taken that um new responsibility of being president of basketball operations. But maybe this could be something positive moving forward. We've always said, um, well, you more so than me, that he hasn't been able to get over that last hump of getting to the finals and then therefore like winning a finals for the end result. So maybe this is his chance to bloom more in a spot that doesn't have to be directly related to coaching and to the players. We know he can develop stars. So I feel like him being in the lead charge of basketball operations, he might be able to pick stars just as well as he can groom them. Like, let's see if he can actually pick some good talent to join this Boston team and then picking the right coach This might be the role that Brad Stevens should have been in the entire time. We don't know. I feel like it could be a good um, possibility. Do I see the finals or anything in the near future? No, at least not for the next two years now. But I I feel they can definitely move forward in a positive way.
2: Even though – I felt like even though Brad Stevens didn't know this was going to happen when Danny H ended up stepping down, this is what the team needed. Because like I said, he wasn't the the coach to put this team over the top. Flat out. You can give him one more year, two more years. He just wasn't the coach. So putting him in a a front office position, I don't honestly know how much that helps. I don't know if he even has the smarts and the – the actual grind, because the GM and the president of uh, basketball operations position, like, it's a lot of work that goes into that. Like, you got to be scouting. Like, you got to be on top of everybody's head. Like, you got to be with the draft. got to be on top of the scouting. Like, is he ready for that? I know he was a coach, so I know he can prepare. He knows the filming, everything like that. But is he ready for that type of lifestyle? Like, we're seeing Danny Ainge, and I honestly want to say this, too, about Danny Ainge. Well, all them picks them niggas had, with that that Kevin Garnett and Paul pierce trade, they got no finals out of that. I remember everybody had ended up saying that, oh, my goodness, they ended up fleecing the Nets. And they did fleece the Nets for all them picks. But the Nets are probably going to be in the finals this year. And the Celtics haven't been there since. So who really won that fucking trade? Who really won the totality looking at a a 10-year window or however long it's been, seven years? Goddamn, the Nets are back up and y'all still fighting in the middle of the Eastern Conference. That shit is something that's crazy to me. So I know a lot of people give Danny Age praise because they say, oh, he got all so many picks. He does such good at drafting this, that, the third. But he is somebody else I feel like who has underperformed as well. Boston in totality has underperformed with the draft picks. They could have gotten so many stars. They could have got Kawhi, Anthony Davis. Like you can just, the list goes on with the players they could have gotten. And you're with a team middling. Like we don't know when the next time you're going to get to the finals. So I don't know how Brad Stevens is going to step into that role and actually succeed, especially after you don't have the assets like Danny Ainge did uh, a few years back. So I don't know. I
0: don't don't know. I feel like it's a lot of optimism when it comes to my viewpoint of it. I feel like him not being in the spotlight as a coach now, it might give him more opportunity to work on his scouting skills, finding new talent. And like we said, it might just take that coach that, can actually get you over the hump. Just give them the talent and see what they can do. Brad Stevens has proven to be a coach that can develop young stars, but just hasn't gotten over that final hump. Maybe him picking the players and then letting the real coach actually get them over the hump. Maybe that's what is needed. And like I said, this might be the role he's been meant to play the whole time. We just haven't seen it yet.
2: But even though, even though I don't know how Brad Stevens will do, I think this is good for the Boston Celtics team, like the actual team that they have right now with the core of Tatum. You got Smart. You got Jalen Brown. Like That core is still going to be intact, and I feel like bringing in a new, a fresh mentality with a new coach. Like they're saying Jason Kidd is in the running, Chauncey Billups, Sam Cassell. Like they're saying all these coaches are in the running. I feel like that new perspective with those new coaches, can get this team over the top. The coaches with a winning mentality have, have won championships on this level. I can see them getting the Celtics over the top better than I can see a Brad Stevens if he would have still been the coach at this time. So even though he didn't see this coming, this was a good thing for the actual team of Boston. So I will say that shit, man. So definitely shout out to whoever the next coach. I want it to be Chauncey. Shout out to Chauncey. Yeah, Chauncey to
0: be a good pick.
2: Chauncey, Sam Cassell. Like, bro, get somebody in there, bro. Chauncey done waited his turn. Sam Cassell is really the one who waited his turn. Yeah, that nigga have been an assistant coach for how many years now? And he's just been waiting on the sidelines. I think he's still with the the Sixers right now. I think he with the Sixers because mm-hmm. he would die So he with the Sixers, yeah. but he's been an assistant coach long enough, bro. Get that boy a chance to actually show that he can be a coach, my boy. Especially, especially after what I just seen. My nigga did underperform gentlemen sweet promotion. That shit will never make sense to me, my boy. It would never make sense. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Let's move on to the rest of the uh, NBA playoffs, man. The playoffs have been wild. Since the last time we've been here, the Clippers done came back. The Suns done took a 3-2 lead over the Lakers. Whole lot of shit going on. Dame going crazy. Let's just talk about the Lakers and Suns, though, because this is 3-2. AD is hurt. LeBron is out there by himself look like, like, bro, what are you seeing right now, this Lakers' son shit? I know you happy, even though injury isn't the case. I know you happy. So I, go ahead. I
0: ain't happy. I, I told you I ain't necessarily always – I ain't happy to see LeBron lose. Y'all, uh, you, you, have, you want
2: your prediction to come true? Just say it. No, 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 it's, it's okay. No, it's, no. o- it's okay. Pre- it's okay. I predicted it. Yes, yeah, I'm, that's right I'm saying.
0: Am I gonna, it's okay. Am I going to be sad that LeBron is going to be home watching the rest of the playoffs? Yes, because I love LeBron. But, yes, I'm going to be happy that my pick is right. Because it's going to happen. Whether it, whether LeBron comes back and, like, finds a way out of this first round and makes it to the second round, or he loses in this first round by the end of this weekend, I, I'm going to be happy that my prediction is coming true because the Lakers nor the Clippers are making it. That prediction is still going to happen. I need y'all to understand that. Yeah, we, we talk about the Lakers and Suns right now, but, yeah, the Clippers came back on Dallas or whatever, but when it comes to this Lakers-Suns matchup, Chris Paul is playing out of his mind, even though he's still hurt. That he's got, he that re-injured
2: he's, himself last night. Now. Yeah, he
0: re-injured himself. Yeah, and I feel like he's he's still gonna say no. I'm still gonna play. The fact that he's playing through it now, this and I think, bad, a, I think a lot of us getting on him about not necessarily getting on him, but mentioning his injury that happened with Houston. It was kind of like a, I'm not gonna let that be the reason this time why the team I'm on doesn't get further. You know what I'm saying? And D Book. He's, he's playing very smart right now. Cameron Payne is stepping up a lot. I'm loving what the Suns are doing right now. DeAndre Ayton, he gets in foul trouble here and there, but he's still a great presence down low. The Suns are looking fantastic, bro. And the Lakers, they're, they're just not the same team from last year. They don't have the same depth. They don't have the same length. It's just not the same, bro. So And AD is now hurt. So it's really Braun out there by himself, who's already not 100% having to put it all on his shoulders. Yeah, he said in the media the other day that, hey, I have these shoulders for a reason. But, bro, you 36 now, and hey, you not 100%. I love you, Bron, but you you're not doing that against this young, energetic, well-led Suns team. It's, it's not happening, bro. So the Lakers going home early, whether it's by this weekend or in the next week or whatever. They're still going home. Are you done? Yeah. I'm gonna Go say ahead. Just- say it. Go ahead. The series Bron is- carrying them. Oh,
2: the serious. Braun still has two games to turn this shit around. And I cannot bet against the goal. I see him Braun down 3 2 with some trash teams. I see him Braun with some good teams down 3 2. Braun, I'm not doubting you, bro. I think Braun, even if AD does not come back, we're going to see a different Braun tomorrow. And I think other players will step up on his team. I think Frank Vogel will have better rotations. He will actually play Montrez Harrell. I don't know why Harrell didn't play, especially if Anthony Davis is out. And THT has to get more time, bro. Yeah, I he's did the, say that. He's he the only other player on the Lakers who can create their own shot other than Braun, for real. So it's like, you got to get this nigga more time, especially over Kuzma. What the fuck Kuzma doing, bro? So gonna play THT over Kuzma, bro. You gotta play. You gotta play Gasol over Drummond. Drummond began his ass bust all series by uh by Aiton, and uh who else? And Caruso gotta start. Caruso gotta start. If you want to win tomorrow, the lineups have to be better. The lineups were ass yesterday. Lineups was terrible. Stroder yeah. did Stroder did not show up. It was a lot of shit that just didn't go their way. Obviously, we get a thirty point blowout. Brown wasn't aggressive. It was a lot of people to blame for yesterday. But we're going to see a different Lakers team come tomorrow. And like I said, this series is not over. They will win the next two games. And I think that CP3 injury will be huge as well. Because in game four, he kind of got back to form. But yesterday, he was kind of like, eh. And then he hurt his shoulder in the third quarter. So it's like, what CP3 are you going to get? Once again, I will say it again. I don't think Booker can put it all on his shoulders by himself. But that was with AD now. But LeBron has no AD. Maybe this shit balances out. I don't know. But is AD coming back tomorrow? That's another huge question that we have to answer. I think whether he comes back or not, there's still one in the next two. That's just how much blind faith I have in Bron. But that's just how I'm feeling, whether he I, plays or not.
0: I don't have the blind faith in Bron anymore, bro. I Bron, just had, don't. Bron has
2: shown me too many times, brother, just to say the Suns are going to be him. If it happens tomorrow, I'll be like, hey, man, I was wrong. Fuck it. I was wrong. I just had blind faith in Bron. But I've seen Bron come back from shit. I've seen Bron overcome shit too many times to say Bron ain't gonna do it this time. Even I, if he's 36, I, even if he's 36, Bron gonna do it again.
0: I, I had that blind faith this whole time of LeBron face on um, LeBron James' career. But this particular season, I just can't have that blind faith. I, I just don't. And the fact that he came out and said, I'm gonna say it again. He came out and said, I'm not a hundred percent. I'm just no, like... bro,
2: bruh, Brown was jumping, catching alley-oops off the glass. Brown is healthy, my boy. Or at least healthy enough to be playing. Like, I don't want to hear that excuse from Brown. Brown ain't hurt. Brown was supposed to
0: get Brown was supposed to get 50 last night. That's what he was supposed to do. Did you see how
2: they were guarding? Bro, they was guarding him. They was guarding him like Giannis yesterday. That was something big. Because they didn't believe in anybody else. They was guarding him like Giannis building a wall so he couldn't drive. What do you want Brown to do? Shoot threes all day? Brown can make them now in his career. But you don't want that from Brown just settling. They was guarding him like Giannis putting up a wall and nobody else stepping up for me. Stroder 0 for nine. What, what are y'all giving me for real? So we need other players on the court to create. And Vogel uh, needs to get that through his head. Vogel has they, to play THT. They,
0: they they need to step up. Um, that's something I definitely was saying throughout the entire time. I um flipped back and forth. Like they no no one else showed up. Like if this team. If this is why I really am telling y'all, like, the Lakers are not getting – they're either not getting out of this round or they're just not making the Western Conference Finals, period. If you're literally relying on the health of AD and LeBron James to a certain extent, it's this series ain't – this team is not going that far. Like, if AD is out and you just really can't count on nobody else but Bron, how am I supposed to believe that Bron could just do this? At age 36, you, cl- you closer to 40 than you is 30, now. So I just... I he just wanna ship last
2: year, bro. I'm, I'm not doubting LeBron. Bro.
0: After, after months not, of rest.
2: After bro, months not, of rest I'm that I'm he never has. This,
0: I'm not doing this, bro. After like months I said, of rest in the I'm, I'm middle of the season. I'm rocking out with LeBron,
2: bro. I'm rocking out with LeBron. Like I said, if I I'm wrong, hey, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But, hey, I'm it's rocking it's out with LeBron to the end. I'm rocking out
0: totally with LeBron to the end. I, it's LeBron. I totally understand. I ain't saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I, I can't do that no more. That's my favorite player. I... You, you, I love D. Wade, but you knew when D. Wade wasn't ready no more before other people because oh, yeah. that's your favorite player. You pay attention more closely. That's how I feel with LeBron. I'm paying attention way closer than I feel everybody else, and that's why I said a few weeks ago we are witnessing the decline of LeBron James. Y'all ain't gonna say it until y'all literally see the decline. Yeah. I'm seeing it right now. I'm seeing it little piece by little piece right now. I I guarantee you by probably to end the next season or early two seasons from now, y'all going to start saying the same thing. Yep, the LeBron decline. I said it I'm a, by 2022, 2023. I'm gonna be like, I said this like two years ago. Mm-hmm. But
2: how you felt about Bron walking off the court earlier today? That was something that was big, walking off uh, the court at five minutes left in the game, blowout.
0: It's it's not the first time he's done it. And uh, I, I've never liked when LeBron has done this. I just feel like that kind of just – it messes up your name in a sense like granted Le- LeBron name won't be messed up from that <laughs> to, the, to, to, to <laughs> the extent of like it'll mess your legacy up but mm. that's going to be one of the things that people have to negatively say about you when it comes to you on the court for real and I mm. feel like as the leader it don't matter if you're getting blown out Braun, you got to stand out there even if you're on the bench even if you don't touch the court for the last five minutes don't just leave don't do that like, because that, that's poor leadership, bro. Like, you got to stand there in solidarity with your team and just coach them through the rest of the five minutes, even if you ain't going to play no more. I, I I can't support that, though, Brian. Like, that I don't like. Don't do that.
2: All right, man. Let's move on to some other series. Uh, what else we got? We already got the Heat got swept. Uh, 76ers are playing the What's Wizards it? tonight. And, uh, yeah, that, that, that series pretty much over with. Uh, who else we got? We got the Knicks and Hawks. That series basically over with. What's another good series? Uh, Lake Clippers, Clippers and Nash. How you been feeling uh, about yeah. that series and the turnaround from the mat of uh, the Clippers?
0: Uh, I'm not surprised that the turnaround. Um, huh? Hopefully, I, you I'm said not surprised it was over the last week. I, I ain't surprised at the turnaround. Um, cause they they still talented. Like they they're still talented. They was getting their ass kicked, and I'm glad I'm glad they woke up to everybody calling them out for it. But I ain't surprised they they turned the series around a little bit. I could still definitely see them losing. Especially if they lose tonight. If they lose to Dallas, they're losing the series. If Dallas get the um, the 3-2 lead, they're going to lose. So uh, I, I'm not surprised by the turnaround, though. I kind of expected it a little bit.
2: Kawhi, we need you to fold, my brother. Like, what are you doing? Like, the one time when I really do not want the Clippers to do anything – They show me this? They want to look good? (laughs) Blowing the mask off? Kawhi, I want you in Miami next season, bro. You kind (laughs) of fucking up my plans with you playing like this, bro. Kawhi been playing like on some Top three play in the league, type shit like he is. He's been playing off of being that's what I like to see. And way better defense, bro. Way more effort. The first two games, you seen no effort from the Clippers on defense, but now you seeing defense. They took Pat Beverly, he ain't even playing no more. It's all Rondo and <laughs> Reggie Jackson, and them boys is strapping up. Luka go Luka gonna get his buckets, but them role players who were snapping in the first two games are not snapping anymore. Uh, Batum has been playing big and they really have gone small, like they've been playing like five, like. Six eight dudes and like uh, like Reggie Jackson or Rondo on the court, they've been going small and it has been working. Like Tim Hardaway Jr. ain't going crazy. Uh, Chris Asparzingis is back to being the most overrated player in the league. Like, we're starting to see these role players go back to what they looked like before, bro. So, that's what I'd like to see, and that's why the Clippers are looking good right now. You have to stick with it though. But, like I said, I don't want you guys to win, I want the Clippers to lose. <laughs> like, I want Kawhi in a <laughs> Miami Jersey, bro. Come on, bro we praying for you to lose, Kawhi. we praying for you to lose. <laughs> yeah, I swear to God. I don't even care about my prediction no more. I don't. <laughs> I really don't. Because, bro, think about it from a Miami perspective, bro. What, what, what are we going to have next year? If Kawhi doesn't come, we're going to be in the same position next year.
0: I'm going to say it's going to be the same thing. The it's going to be the exactly.
2: same thing next year. And obviously, <laughs> I don't want that.
0: Even if we pull off a trade, it's not going to be for, like, a, a number one type star. We'll probably pull a trade for, like, a decent number two star. I feel like I, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't want Tyler Hero to go, but I wouldn't be surprised if they I'll actually do trade. Um, Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if they actually do trade Hero.
2: I'm mad at the Heat because they waited so long that his value was high-key gone at this point. Like People are starting to see the real Tyler Hero. I guess it's regression to the mean, I guess. Even though he had like a 15 points per game season, it's just not what we've seen in the bubble. When his stock yeah. was the highest was when we came into the beginning of the regular season. That's when his stock was the highest. That's when you get off, you sell high. Now we waited so long that his stock is like bottom of the barrel. Like we ain't finna get nothing with Tyler Hero no more. We could've got a superstar with a Tyler Hero. But now we probably gonna get a mid-tier player with Tyler Hero because we waited so long to trade him. And who's fault is that? Pat Riley, like I gotta blame Pat. Like you waited too long. You could have had uh James Harden, and am I missing somebody? You could have had somebody else. Uh,
0: they could wanted Giannis those. too. I think you wanted Giannis too. Was it
2: Giannis? It could have been. It could have been just James you, Harden.
0: There. You said. You said James Harden. You said Giannis. You said I uh, didn't want Giannis, Kyle though. Lowry. You said Kyle Lowry at one point too.
2: Lowry. Mm, yeah. I don't know. But either way, y'all waited too long to, uh, to trade him. And it's like you kind of stuck with Hero at this point until he raises his value enough to get traded for something. So you might have to be stuck with him. We have free agent cap space, but this free agency really doesn't have a lot to really pick from in terms of like superstars. So it's like, are we really going to upgrade next season? Like Miami might have another fourth seed, fifth seed, sixth seed type season, in the first round like. That's what we look looking like. Unless we get Kawhi, that's the that's the same road we're going down, bro. That's why I am praying for the Clippers to lose in the first round, bro. I'm telling you. this the, Hey, Kawhi, it's bigger than you, bro. It's way bigger than you, Kawhi. I swear to God, it's bigger than you. Damn, stop being selfish, my nigga. Jesus, it's way bigger than you. All just, right, just, man,
0: forget, just forget his goals. Yeah, no, no,
2: my nigga, you can get those same goals in Miami, bro. You being real selfish right now, bro. You being real selfish. That's all I'm going to say. All right, man, let's move on to Damian Lillard. That boy been going crazy. Had 55 points last night and a loss to the Denver Nuggets. Shit was crazy, bro, bro. just really explain to everybody what you seen from Damian Lillard last night because that boy was off a beam. It bruh. was.
0: You, you had to be watching. Like, that was one of those games where you honestly had to be watching. I can't explain it any better than how I seen it. You know, um, he had the basketball world in a pause last night. Everybody was everybody was tweeting, watching this game. Katie called Durant this a said, spiritual
2: experience. <laughs> yeah, like
0: this. And I can't even lie, it was. I'm like, bro, when was the last time we seen like a real takeover like this? Two overtime shots like that? Come on, bro. Like Steph was tweeting, uh John Morant was tweeting. Even um, NFL players between this shit was insane, and the fact that it had to end in a loss on two dumb ass plays with the <laughs> miss with the miss dunk by who he missed was, two Nurkic. dunks, bro. He missed two. That dunks. was Nurkic. No, that was uh Covington. Covington, Covington missed the dunk, and then C.J. McCollum stepped out of bounds, bro. I'm like, mental mistakes cost this game. And it, it's just, it's sad, bro. Shout out to Nikola Jokic, though. He had 30-something he points, great. 11 rebounds, great. and nine yeah. and nine uh, assists or something like that. So he damn near had a triple-double, and his team won. So that's going to be more so remembered in history than what Dame did, which should have been a dub. If Dame got that dub, that would have been one of the great- greatest Bruh. playoff experiences. I've ever seen, bro.
2: You talk about carrying your team, and what the game went into double overtime. I think his teammates only had one field goal combined, and Damn had yep. like seven field goals in the two overtimes. Like this nigga was just going crazy. They was down by like eight with like a minute left, and they ended up coming back in that first overtime because of Dame. Like this nigga was doing just some some shit I haven't seen before. Like, this is why he's my favorite player. This nigga, you just don't know when he's going to detonate, bro. He's somebody who can be cool in the whole game, just like Steph. Can be cool in the whole game and he just take that one snap and he just but when going. he want to cut that shit on he gonna yeah. cut it on and yeah. he just way shiftier that look like look at his move like when he did that step back he got fouled on that play too but that fucking step mm-hmm. back, that shit is fucking nuts bro that shit is nuts bro but he uh, had
0: uh, he literally had austin rivers praying when he finally <laughs> missed a shot bro like you know how and austin rivers even said bro i had fun during the game like even though he was killing us I'll like get my ass burned, it, but yeah yeah, it was like it's one of those games where it's like you don't you want him to miss because you're on the opposing team, but you really plant you guarded him like damn. What if he make this shit? Like it's mm-hmm. one of those experiences you can't be mad at. That's yeah. just it's one of those moments. Basketball was just good last night, bro. It was yeah, just good. bro.
2: But we got to talk about the teammates that were not helping him. Uh Robert Covington, looking at you, C.J. McCollum. Man, that nigga couldn't hit water from a boat last night. And somebody had brought it up. I, I don't know if it was Windhorse or some shit, but he had brought up the fact of when LeBron James had ended up leaving, he looked the same in a press conference, just like Damian Lillard looked at his press conference yesterday, like like defeated. Like, I poured my soul into this game so we can win. And my oh, teammates yeah. didn't back me up. It's just like, what the fuck else can I do to put this team over the top? And do you think Dane would ask for a trade after something like this? Like, damn, I don't put my all into this shit. We can't beat the Nuggets with no Murray? nobody helped me like do you think this is the time for dame to ask for a trade
0: i i honestly think so but he signed like two contract extensions all the way to like 2024 2025 like i don't know how this is going to work if he does ask for one like are, are 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 any team are any teams going to be able to Make that trade. Is he going to be able to get bought out? Like, I don't know what's going to happen. He signed two extensions. I, see, I, don't I seen,
2: I it. seen PG get signed to a four or a five year extension, and then a year later he got traded. So if you, I don't care about the extension. Like, if you want, if somebody wants to trade you, they can trade you. Because the the uh, the Clippers did the same thing with with PG. It,
0: if it's that simple, then hell yeah, Dame got to get out of it. I think we all agree. At Do this you, think can, you think
2: he can? Do you think he has to get traded or? Can they make something shake with the sub if they trade CJ he, or some shit like that?
0: He has to get traded. He has to get traded. I don't um I don't see any big stars coming to Portland. I even after in the all trade. this time. Yeah, even in the trade. Mm-hmm. I think after all this time of Dame just still not getting the one piece. I feel like he's just really been one piece away from an excellent team. And he just hasn't gotten that one piece. It's like, bro. You ain't getting no younger now. Like you, you might as well just go. Just leave, bro. I know, I know Dame doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to chase rings, but you you if you want bigger and better, bro, and you don't want to be pissed off after historical nights like this, you're gonna have to go. You're gonna have to go to a better team, bro.
2: Man, I can't see Dame leaving, bro. I gotta see, bro. He's not leaving. He's not gonna ask for a trade. I seen people saying that day, but I don't think he's gonna ask for one. Even though he he see what happened last night, he's not gonna ask for. One. I thought he just going to say, like, this is it with me and CJ, trade CJ, Uh, I don't know, maybe trade Nurkowitz, like trade all the assets you you have for try to get some type of start important. Like, my nigga is fiending for somebody else to be the consistent number two. And I don't think another guard is somebody who can help him like he needs like a small for a powerful somebody dynamic at those positions but who who at that
0: position who at that position is going to be available bro that's what i'm saying i don't
2: know that's what we say but we we see every year that somebody always is disgruntled and somebody you really ain't thinking of that pops on the scene like damn all right portland this is y'all time to make a move Mm -hmm. so i feel like every summer we get that type of situation we hear somebody's name popping up and that can be the same thing this summer and Portland got to snap on it. Get on it. Like, hey, if you see that trade, trade CJ, trade Nergis, trade whoever, you have to get to get to that star, bro. But that the pairing that we've seen with CJ and Dame is done, bro. That shit is
0: definitely Because didn't did we say Porzingis a while ago? I said Porzingis. I said Porzingis. The, um, I, said Porzingis.
2: I think Porzingis would play better in Portland as well. I feel like Dame would get him more involved than that offense that they're running in in Dallas. But still, I don't think that's enough to get you to yeah. that, where he yeah. wants to be with the rings and all of that shit. So it's like, man. Dame might be stuck. But Dame said that he's fine with that. Like, I'm somebody who doesn't define anybody by ring. So if Dame never wins a ring, like, performances like that is what he will be remembered by. Like, spiritual experience. Like, bro, that was an experience last night. If you watched that game last night. And he has put on performances like that throughout his entire career. So even if he gets traded or somebody else gets traded, like, I feel like he's going to stay put. But he's going to be defined by those games.
0: And, and like Black said, I seen Black say on Twitter last night, he was, before Dame hit that bank shot off the glass, Black said, I knew that was going in. Like, everybody in the world knew this next shot was going in. Like, we mm-hmm. knew this shit was going to go to double OT. So I'm like, it was just one of those games, bro. I will never forget that game, ever.
2: Hell no. Alright, bro, let's move forward with the new era in college basketball. So we just heard today that Coach K is retiring after this 2021-2022 season. We said this shit. It's funny cuz we we said this yeah. shit on the Dash Radio podcast, man, like some months ago that it's a new time. Like we're starting we're going to see these old coaches, the Roy Williams, the 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 J, Jimmy Behams, the
0: Coach K. Coach K's, like
2: these. them niggas is going to hit the high road, bro, and we're going to get into this new era of The the Jay Wrights are going to become the old man. The 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 Villanovas.
0: Like the Villanovas, the SEC teams now, like Alabama, like all these teams that usually don't run basketball, it's their time. Baylor and all these other teams, it's their time, bro. It's. This is what we're going to see. UCLA has always been a great team. Not great, but it's always been a formidable team. But UCLA is a team now that might be on the scene, like, really running shit. So I I do believe we're in a new era of college basketball. The talent is going to spread out a lot more now. It's not just going to be these blue bloods running everything anymore. Um, They still might have a lot of traditional hold with how they get recruits, but – don't be surprised y'all if the talent is just spread out and we truly don't know We already seen gonna, it. Yeah. Yeah, we we truly don't know now who's going to be in the final 4 every year. You can't just easily say Kentucky anymore. You can't easily say North Carolina anymore. You can't easily say Kansas a lot of times anymore, you know what I'm saying? So just be be way more knowledgeable on who got the talent now.
2: And it's crazy, bro. Coach K done been around for so long before we was even born. So to not see him on a Duke sideline in the future is kind of crazy to think about because obviously he's getting older. So you like eventually he will have to leave. But you never think about what the situation will be after he leaves because you're just so used to seeing him. I think they said John Shire, who has been an assistant coach forever, he used to play for Duke, will be the coach after Coach K leaves. So I feel like he would be a solid coach. He said he was the main person like recruiting, uh, like the Tatum's, the Zion Williamses, so he can recruit. So now we got to see if he can actually coach these teams up, actually, you know, win championships and things like that. Do
0: Do you feel like these coaches have had sit downs with each other? Like, do you think it's a Do you really think it's a coincidence that they're all just kind of hanging it up right now? Do you think they They all have a sit down? Yeah, I, I, think they, I feel like they, they all might have, maybe not a sit down, but they probably had a few talks with each other, like, hey, where, where you mind that and stuff like that, and like, oh, yeah, I kind of been on the same shit, and then they'll probably go about their way or whatever, so Jim I, I feel like they've had some talks, yeah. Jim.
2: The only reason Jim Bayham is still coaching is because his son plays for Syracuse right now, that's the only reason Jim Bayham's still coaching, so if, if Buddy Bayham ends up going to the league, oh, trust me, by next season, Jim Bayham out of there, and whenever Buddy leaves, that's when he's finna leave, like. That's what that's all he's waiting for. Because he has nothing else to prove. All of these coaches are proven. Like they're some of the greatest of all time. So it's like we're at 70, 80 years old. Like, what are we still coaching? Like my stress level, yeah. I haven't seen my kids. Like, nah, nigga, I'm to spend more time with my family in my later stages of my life. And that's what we're seeing. Roy Williams, Coach K, and I feel like Jim Beheim next, bro. Jim Beheim is next. And we're seeing a new era.
0: Coach K was like what 40 plus seasons in 41? as a coach. Yeah. yeah.
2: Shit, crazy, bro. Shit, crazy. Like you said, I don't think they had a sit-down, but they, they can just see like the culture changing around them. Like, we're yeah. not the top dog. Like these teams like Duke and UNC were the top teams for like decades. And now you get into a season like you just had, like a pandemic season, also is weighing on them as well. But the fact that we're not the top dogs anymore, like these Villanovas, these UCLAs, these other teams, they're better than us, flat out. They're recruiting better than us, and we're getting too old to try to compete with them anymore. So I think it's just our time. We've proven all that we can prove in this era, so let's get on out of here. And that's what's being shown, bro. So, hey, shout out to all of them coaches, man. They definitely made an impact in the sport. Definitely will be missed, though. Definitely will be missed. All right, Edgar, let's move on to Naomi Osaka, bro. Give us the the background on her situation.
0: So she was supposed to partner with Venus Williams for the French Open. They were going to do doubles matches together. Uh, But she decided to back out due to mental health reasons. Uh, Everybody who deals with um, mental health, um, everybody know, not everybody, everybody uh, should know that last month may was mental health awareness month so it was crazy that at the end of mental health awareness month she came out with this statement saying that she's backing out of the french open she's not doing any more media interviews or anything like that and she got fined too and I that was that was fine. the first
2: issue that was the first yeah. issue she didn't she didn't want to interview with the media because she felt like she didn't want to do all that or mental health all that she was going to play but she didn't right. want to do the the media and all of that that's why they ended up finding her because it's like you're not gonna show up you like obviously that's a penalty So yeah, continue.
0: It would I think it was like a fifteen thousand dollar fine. And now that just proved even more on why she just didn't want to do it. Uh but shout out to Venus and Serena Williams. They both stood by her in their press conferences that they had. They definitely um stuck up for her and let um let her know that they have her support and she can take all the time that she needs. I feel like athletes should have Rights to mental health of not speaking to the media all the time. The same way how I kind of brought up a while ago that like with the with the the Kyrie situation. Like remember I said like certain not certain players, but players should have certain amounts of days that they can take off for mental health. I feel like you should probably have a certain amount of passes that you want to not talk to the media. Maybe like five six passes a year that you could just say I don't want to talk to the media.
2: The media, and that's the one thing that. I don't think a lot of people are hinting at like the media is a part of their job. So if right. you're going to, if you're going to say, Oh, I'm not going to talk to the media. It's like, if you're not going to talk to us, why are you playing in a match? If mental health and mental health is really the issue with you, you shouldn't be playing at all. If that's the issue, but you can't say I'm not going to do an interview when the interview with the, uh, with the press is a part of your job description. Like yeah, that has to be a part of it. So you can't say you got, you're going to do one and not do the other. It it just doesn't make sense. So I'm glad that she just completely took herself out of it. Didn't want to draw any more attention to herself because of it. I feel like that was a smart decision, because if she would have just kept collecting fines for not speaking to the media, it's just like you doing too much, especially with the mental health and everything that you're saying. Like it's it's making it even worse with these fines and everybody talking shit about you or talking about you, whatever. However, they're talking to you about it's Just better to just pull back and just say I'm out for good. But you just can't say I'm not talking to the media. Like that that's a part of your job.
0: Oh uh, understandable. It, um, like with the Marshawn situation. Hey, I'm just doing this so I don't yeah, get fucked. Yeah, yeah.
2: And it's the same thing. And it's a lot of people coming and saying that, oh, she should have been able to play and uh she didn't have to talk to the media this, that, and the third. But it's like, no, because now a lot of people are not thinking about the, the reporters, they always think about the celebrity. Think about the reporter, like they have to get jobs, they have to create stories about what these players, these high uh, profile players are saying so if Naomi Osaka Osaka isn't talking to them that's an issue for their story they need her for a right. story and that's how they making money so y'all thinking about the celebrity and how they eating and their mental health but y'all not thinking about all that stress that y'all probably putting on the the, the media person what they got to go through now all the damn uh, ways they got to get around the story because you don't want to talk to us all you have to talk to us is for 10 minutes bro that's it your job is say talk to us for 10 minutes and you can't do that Because
0: Honestly, you don't have to answer every question like you can pick and choose what questions you want to answer as long as you're there and you can they can check off and say, yes, you were at the press conference and you did answer questions that you did want to answer, you know, so because you can you can steer the story however you want to. If you're the athlete, like you're the one that they want to hear from, like you're Mm -hmm. the one they want to talk. So say what you want to say for any question that you get.
2: Yeah, bro. But that was the only thing, bro. Nobody is thinking about the reporter in the situation, bro.
0: That, like the that reporter, is true. The,
2: the reporter true. has to do their job as well. So y'all can't say, oh, the press, all they doing is that the third. Like, their job is to get a story. And if the yeah. high profile, one of the best players in the world in tennis isn't talking to us, that's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem. Like, because now you're affecting the way the way I eat. Like, I understand your mental health, but now you're affecting how I eat. And that's fucking with their mental health now. So if you want right. to talk about mental health, like, hey, nigga, everybody's mental health is going to be affected if you don't talk to them. So that little, that little um, issue can cause like definitely uh, uh, effect. I'm saying, but maybe playing helps her feel better. I heard somebody say this. I can agree to that. Uh, the comment is, but maybe playing helps her feel better. Not speaking sometimes is understandable. I see what you're saying though. I ain't thinking about the importance of the media part of it. Yeah. and, and I And yeah. I definitely understand that too, because when I play basketball, it's like therapeutic. Everything really goes yeah. out of my mind. I ain't really tripping on nothing, but she's professional. Like you, that's just, it just comes with the job. I understand your mental health. Like everybody understands mental health. And that's why I'm glad she just backed out completely. But the media is a part of your job. So I understand that it makes you feel they, better, but you have to do one with the other.
0: They put it in your contracts. They put it in fine print and everything. The media is part of it. If this is what you want to do, the media is part of your job. You have to talk to the media. Do you have to answer every question? No. Do you have to like any reporters at all? No, you don't have to like nobody. But you have to go to press conferences. Yes, sir. Even if you give dumbass answers on purpose, you got to at least be the...
2: But I'm glad this created a dialogue. I feel like too many people were not talking about mental health and how it affects people. Uh, a couple of people probably brought it up when it, it, it was the Kyrie situation. But I feel like it was more on a a larger scale when we see when Naomi Osaka, one of the best players in tennis, it's like oh, like we a lot of people getting hype. A lot of black people like that are getting hype to see tennis because of Osaka, and she ain't playing. It's like what's going on? So a lot of eyes were drawn to this, and when mental health is obviously the topic, a lot of people got to sit down and have that conversation that otherwise wouldn't have been had so i'm glad the conversation rb had at this point i remember we talked and, about it before oh go ahead
0: uh i was gonna say shout out to brandon marshall for um the way he talks about mental health he doesn't even say how's your mental illness anymore what is your mental illness he says how was your mental fitness and i think that's what we should start saying because when you say illness it really sounds like you're just saying somebody is sick or sick in the head so i i honestly love the fact that he says mental fitness because fitness can always be improved fitness always has ups and downs you know but it's a more positive way of thinking about it like are you stronger are you are you getting weaker like what's what's your fitness level because you are fit it's just some are more fit than others but you can always get better so mental fitness over mental illness is definitely something that i i want to make sure i start saying more and everybody should start saying more yeah (laughs)
2: <laughs> Mr. Evans definitely has a, a a negative connotation to it. So, yeah, yeah. definitely got to change that. All right, man, let's move on to can HBCUs compete with the Power Five. So we had at the beginning of the podcast that Dion was on the I Am Athlete podcast, and they also brought up this topic of can HBCUs compete. Obviously, we see Dion at Jackson State, so he wants to change the culture of the HBCUs. So
0: Channing has a point he definitely has a point right now he he's absolutely right like these hbcus cannot compete with the power five schools the power five conferences and stuff like that but dion is thinking in the future he's thinking long term he's like yeah, right now a lot of the alabama clemson they might have better this than the third than us but you gotta think somebody has to be the first somebody has to be willing to take the little bit harder route so that the next generations all they will know is top tier facilities at Jackson State at FAMU at Howard and all these other HBCUs that have football teams and whatnot so they're, they're both right and I, I didn't see any faults in what either of them were saying like um, Shannon said here at UF like you you get especially if you're on scholarship the dorms are better probably uh, the, the food is definitely better. The facilities is better. You get more NFL scouting for sure at this school than you would at Jackson State. But like Dion was saying, bro, like the, the level of talent honestly ain't too far off. Yeah, they might have a little bit more at these Power 5 schools, but a school like Jackson State – Look at what he got in a year. He got a bunch of dogs on his team for real. And we all know that Juco experience. Shout out to Pro Wells and a lot of other athletes that we've talked to that let us know, hey, that Juco grind, that NAIA grind, that D2 grind, that, that shit is different. It breeds different types of athletes. Mm-hmm. you know. So I feel the fact that the talent is rising with Dion at Jackson State, it ain't going to be long before they start getting more money generated to get better facilities, to get better resources for the players. So I feel HBCUs can compete with Power 5, cause Dion said it in the pod. He was like, look, if it's if it's a camp, I don't care if you're a five star or four star, come over here and play with my two and three stars and like, let me really see if you really got it like that.
2: All right, so this is the clip. I got the clip right here.
1: Compete with the yeah, Power 5, so Fires how team. do you compete with them? Yeah. All right. You bring in a conduit for change. You bring in a conduit for change. Everything starts with the mind first. Let's attack the mind and understand how can we level the playing field. First of all, I don't want to level nothing. I want to have the advantage. Mm. I want to have the advantage. Now, you mean to tell me that uh this brother here coming out of the heart of Miami is better suited to go somewhere like that than come to me. Yes. When I speak his language, when I know his facts, wants, when I know his needs and I will know his wants, and I set right where he set. How is that? So now you're into the glamour. So if you're into the glam and the glitz, I want you to go over there where you want to go. But if you into the real, if you into the genuine, if you into let's build this thing and let's get up out of this mess and never look back, hey, you need to ride with me. But a lot of us, where he came from, and his story is different, all of our stories are different, but a lot of us come, you come mm-hmm. from nothing. Mm-hmm. So you go to Florida, you go to Florida State, go to Florida. Man, this is a one-way ticket to the NFL. It seems as though, but it wasn't a one-way ticket until we made it that way. This is the point I want you Facts. to ask. To Most of the people left and right, to them cats start rolling through there like that. They've made the way. Mm. Florida State, shoot, we wasn't a program like it is. The prime got there. Facts. All you know these other cats, the U.M. one like that, until Mel B and all them got there. So it took a group of us to provoke change. Why can't we be the change for us? Yeah. Now I agree with you on the aspect that. The glitz and the glamour—that's cool. Now, if I could, if I had all that, now there's a competitive advantage. Now we saying, okay, now apples to apples, I'ma go with my brother.
2: Mm. But if, all right, that's what y'all wanted y'all to listen to though.
0: Facts, and I, facts.
2: And I'm glad he brought up that point about, <laughs> obviously, about how it used to be. It wasn't always like we had to go to a big school like that to end up going straight to the NFL. Like we had to remember, like Jerry Rice, like Steve McNair, some of the greatest players that we've Shit seen. Shannon Sharp went to HBCUs and got to the NFL. Like, so it wasn't always like this, where it was just like a feeding ground where you had to go to a power five school to end up getting to the NFL. Like, we are the change. If all black people start going to HBCUs, then they will start looking at HBCUs and saying that, oh, these, this is where the competition is. These are where the players are. Now it's going to be a breeding ground for the NFL. But we have to start making that change into more more four or five stars going to that route. It doesn't matter Because what he's saying is it's a competitive advantage at this point because obviously the Power 5 is different from HBCUs. But if some of this Power 5 talent ends up going to an HBCU, they start going to HBCUs, now the talent starts to weigh itself out. Now we're starting to look like, oh, we got NFL talent in HBCUs now, bro. It all makes sense. So I'm glad that he brought up that point. That was something I really loved about his speech.
0: And it was the fact that he said, like, look, these players, I understand them. I speak the same as them. I most likely come from the same type of background as them. Like their parents will feel more comfortable with me off off rip, more so than uh, more so than a than a white coach or a white recruiter that's probably never been in their area before, never talked to anybody like them before, doesn't know their type of background and mentality and stuff like Deion saying, look, culturally. I'm already 10 steps ahead of these yep. other power five coaches. They ain't going to understand
2: it's, you, brother. White folks they, they they don't ain't going to
0: understand you. And even if they do, it ain't going to be to the extent that you yeah. want it to be. Mm. You know, so so he's saying culturally, I'm way ahead of them. Now, don't let me be culturally ahead of you and be on the same level as you financially and like resource wise. I'm definitely getting all the recruits then. So I, I love every point he made in that argument.
2: Deion is going to change the HBCU culture, bro. It's going to happen. we already seen that four-star. He had said in the interview that some a player from Georgia Tech had ended up going there. And I forgot what the other school had. He had ended up saying, but SEC, like, good talent is starting to go to HBCUs now. If we start to get the talent spread out to other HBCUs, now we can start having a conversation like, hey, we got to have our eyes on it. And they're also starting to get way more exposure. And I think that's the most important thing when it comes to being scouted. You have to get on TV. Niggas have to see you because they most likely they're not going to your game, so they have to see you on TV. And Dion has the boys too. on ESPN
0: games. Yeah. I was, about, I was just about to say, he said, bro, we're not on ESPN 2 or 3. No, we on ESPN. Like, you can see us any day of the week that they put us on TV. Like, you don't mm-hmm. have to have special special program. No, we are on ESPN. You can watch us. And I'm like, yeah, you changing the game already with that because you're getting people to watch you.
2: But Dion is gonna change this shit in in college uh, football, man. And i and i and they had talked to, to him about it. And I remember bringing it up on the podcast. Like I really hope Dion doesn't leave before he's done. With what he's doing right now and what he started, I hope he doesn't leave in the middle of change. I want him to see it through and not go to a big time job like a, a Florida State or a Florida if they come call his name. Finish what you started, then leave. You know he's had grown ass man, so he's gonna do what he want, uh, what he do anyway. But I really want him to finish the job that he has started, bro, because I really think he is going to change HBCU football and get more exposure and more people to the I league. agree, totally yeah, agree. So I'm glad to see it. Glad to see it from Dion. All right, man. Let's move on to Two Wild Wednesday, bro. What we
0: got? Uh, first one: Damian Lillard became the best player in the league after last night's performance. <laughs> too wild or not too wild?
2: Big cap. You already know that is that is that is Steph Curry. I've said this for a long time. Steph Curry has been the best player this whole season, and James Harden will be number two for me. James Harden is definitely number two, and then that's when you get to the Bron and the Kawas and whatever. I I still think it's a He's, he can be top five. You can make an argument for top five. But top player in the league, I can't give it to him. I can't give it to him.
0: Uh, I'm in the same headspace as you. I feel like it wasn't too wild. I said not too wild because he could definitely be a top five player. But I just want to say he's the best player in the league. But if somebody made a strong argument for it, you a, can make an
2: argue You can make an argument for it. Like I said, Steph Curry is number one for me right now. It's not hard for Damian Little to uh, uh, jump over a step, especially after a night like he had. It's just... That shit is nuts, my boy. But the attention that Steph draws on the court is what he just, he just separates himself. Like, Steph is guarded by three niggas most nights, and he's still dropping 50 on your head. Facts. Or 35 or, 30, or 40 on your head. Like, that shit is just different. Damn, can get double team, but he ain't getting triple team. double team every time he looked. Like, he ain't getting that same type of treatment like Steph.
0: Facts. Uh, too Wild is winning that poll, by the way, 80%. Uh, next one. Anthony Davis has become more of a liability than an asset. Too wild or not too wild? <laughs> <laughs> this, Bro, is this is the most. Voted, have... This is the most voted poll, by the way.
2: For real, damn. For real? I I said too wild, man. Too wild. He's still an asset to your team because you would rather have AD hurting on the bench. You because you you want a championship with this dude. So you're saying that. He's a, a liability to your team when just last year he got you a ring. Like, he was huge that last season. So, I'm going to call him a liability now because he's not playing this year? Like but I, I don't think hell, I can
0: go that far. When's the last time you've seen Anthony Davis play a full healthy season, bro? Like, liability for injury? Yeah, I, I can't I can't say that's too far-fetched to say. I said not too wild. My mom is the reason I made this poll because she was pissed that – she'd been pissed at AD – for the fact that he just can't stay healthy. And I'm like, is he becoming a liability at this point? I don't know. For
2: this season, for this season, he hasn't played. So I guess you could say it, but nah, bro. They would rather have AD AD right now than than not have AD. Because that liability really means, like, they can't have you on the court. Like, they'd rather not even have you on the team. And I'm just not getting that vibe. Like, you just won a championship with dude last week. And he was a huge part of your season. And he was a huge part of this season. But even though the injuries still come along, like, I just can't say liability. Like he's still an asset, my boy. Because look what Braun looks like without him. Like, look how much attention that AD draws on the court. Because when, like I said, when Braun was out there last night, them they was guarding him like Giannis. When AD's out there that they're, they're not guarding him like that. He takes attention away from LeBron. And that's not that's an asset to me.
0: Understandable. Understandable. Uh two wild is winning that 60%. Uh Ja Morant should have been picked number one in the 2019 draft, too wild or not too wild. Too
2: wild, man. Y'all know I bang with Zion, man. I bang with Zion too hard. And he had an all-star season. I, I even though it's Ja the playoffs, man. That nigga Zion going crazy, so I can't say that.
0: I I gotta say, not too wild. I feel like what we're seeing with Ja with him making the playoffs, with him leading them to the playoffs and putting on playoff performances the way he is. I gotta say, not too wild. Ja definitely should have been picked number one. Because when, when too- I'm not too wild is winning at fifty eight percent,
2: and what and what was the other poll for the asset liability one?
0: Oh, uh, too wild, too wild was winning at sixty percent.
2: Okay, so um, but yeah, because when I think of that, I think of who is the better player, and I would still want to go, especially with my future right now with with a with a Zion, even though you got the injury risk. Zion's an animal, bro. It's just the pieces on the Pelicans do not fit. <laughs> they do not fit, even though you have an All Star counterpart. So you can give him that. Like, damn, y'all don't have no uh, All Star on this team. The other pieces on the team do not fit. Like you had Bledsoe and Lonzo Ball in the same backcourt. I'm still upset about. I'm still upset about that <laughs> shit, even though we've seen the evolution in Zion. Zion went to the point guard this season. The pieces just did not fit. So I, I nah. I still think Zion will be the better player and is the better player right now.
0: Next one, best player right now, Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, or Donovan Mitchell?
2: It's funny because I said right now. I said right now. I said
0: Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. Even with the performance we're seeing from Booker, I got to say Jason
2: Tatum. Man. This was tough for me, bro. I'm going to say Tatum. I'm gonna say Tatum. It's tough. I was honestly between Mitchell and I was between Mitchell and Tatum. Mitchell been looking like a dog since his entry and been looking oh, like yeah. an MVP candidate this whole season. So it's like, damn, I think I would have Mitchell number two behind Tatum. And then it's kind of recency bias as well. Because what we just seen with Tatum, like that nigga have dropped 50 the last uh couple of weeks. Like it's like I seen that, I just can't go with Mitchell yep. after I seen that shit. But Mitchell is, is, is putting on winning performances for his team. It's just like that was tough between that one. But I'm gonna rock out with Tatum. And I had tweeted out, I had tweeted it out yesterday. I had said I expected more from Tatum. Even though his season was great, I still expected more from Tatum. And that just tells you how much his potential will be. I think he's gonna be a top seven, top eight type
0: player next season,
2: especially with this oh, new yeah. coach. We're gonna see that that leap, that superstar leap that we've been talking about with Tatum next season.
0: I totally agree, and Jason Tatum is one in the polls, sixty-three percent. Ah, of uh, next one, Brad Stevens will make the moves to get the Celtics to the finals by next season. Too wild or not too wild?
2: Too wild, man! Got to it. Gotta see it to believe it. Got to see it to believe
0: it. Definitely. <laughs> definitely agree because he because
2: he i feel like he learned from danny Ainge, and danny Ainge ain't show me nothing crazy so i ain't rocking out i ain't rocking out at
0: all (laughs) uh like i said i'm optimistic i think it could work but by next season no (laughs) uh uh next one best season of the wire season one two three or four i have not watched the wire so i voted season one just to vote
2: it was season three so uh, The Wire really, we only acknowledged the first four seasons of The Wire. Season five was, we don't even acknowledge that season. <laughs> but the first four seasons, my nigga, all of them seasons was legendary. Uh, season four, you had the school season. Season three was, that's when like Stringer um, was trying to really take over the business from Avon, and he was trying to take down Brother Muzan and Omar. Season was legendary. Season two, that's when you was at the docks. You had, that's when they were trying to unionize and all that shit. You had White Mike, and you had my boy Ziggy. Oh, that nigga Ziggy. I fuck with Ziggy. <laughs> and also in season one, that's when you get like the rundown of the drug game. You find out who Avon Boxdale was. And you really are in like the projects the whole time. Like, And you learn yeah. about different characters. I love The Wire, man. But I got to say season three. Season three, so much shit happens. So many layers to season three. So I got to say that one.
0: Season two is winning 33%. And season three is right behind it at 30.
2: Somebody had commented like, because I wouldn't even have season two at two. I would have season one at two and I would have season three or season two at three. Cause season, season two was good, bro. And it was good. Like I said, all the seasons were good, but it just didn't hit like the the number one season. The
0: person person who commented said, I'm surprised so many people like season two. It was okay. It's just, I just wasn't as into the whole docs angle and I see what you did. He said, she said, I see why you didn't put season five.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows we don't acknowledge the fifth season. We don't acknowledge it. We watch it, but we don't acknowledge it. No, 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 no. But like I said, the doc season just wasn't that for me. It was still dope. Like, the wire was still dope, but it just wasn't better than season three and season one. Like, I can't say that. And season and four that, was oh, even dope, too. Oh yeah. right? When to the school and shit. When they was in the school, man. And you met my nigga. Uh, that's when Mike started getting into the picture. My nigga, Mike. Man, I love that nigga, Mike. And, and Bodie as well. Bodie is probably my favorite character from The Wire, my nigga. And he has the greatest uh, quote of all time. The game is rigged. That simple shit, but it was at the end of season four. So it was so impactful. And you could tell, like, he learned so much from the game. And he just found out, like, the game is rigged, my nigga. Like, it's rigged against us. Like, yeah. so we can't really do anything. Like, either we're going to be dead or in jail. Like, we're not getting out of this shit. The game is rigged. So, man, that's the greatest quote of all time, all for my nigga Bodhi.
0: I definitely got to start watching. Definitely. Oh, yeah.
2: It's on HBO Max. Definitely got to check that out.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, bet. Uh, next one. What would you rather be a Jack of all trades or the master of one?
2: I would rather be. It's funny. It, it's... <laughs> I kind of looked at it in terms of basketball. I would rather be.
0: Uh, uh... I'd rather be a Jack of all trades. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny I'd rather have I saw... a little bit of everything. than only one great thing I'm at. Like.
2: But you're. Because I, I, I use the example of Alex Caruso and Duncan Robinson for the Jack of all trades is Alex Caruso and Duncan Robinson as the master of one. And I said, I would rather be Duncan Robinson because Duncan Robinson go get paid more. And that's why I was like, because you're so great at that one thing. You are gonna get cashed out for that one thing. Jack, the Jack of all trades, you're going to get money because you can do everything well, but you're just not great at anything
0: so you You might get a chip you might get a chip more
2: oh no yeah you definitely you are definitely important to your team both can be important to their separate teams we've seen both in the finals last season but i just think you're gonna cash out way more with the the master of one than the jack of all trades
0: and jack of all trades is winning at 59 percent and Alice caruso is winning his poll against duncan Robinson at 60 percent
2: but what think about that in terms of life would you still rather be a jack of all trades or would you still rather be a a master of one, like if you are a computer tech, would you rather just be a master of uh being a computer jack programmer, or still a jack of jack, all trades?
0: Jack of all trades. <laughs> I'd rather know a little bit of everything than only a lot of one thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That that's mm-hmm. how, I look at it. from a life standpoint, that's how. Yeah, I, look
2: at it. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. So in life, I guess i will say jack of all trades too.
0: But if we're just talking basketball, I, I totally see what you mean by master mm-hmm. of one. Uh. Next one, the 76ers will lose to the Hawks if Embiid misses a few games of the series. Not too wild. (laughs) I I said the same thing, not too wild. The Hawks are very talented. I picked the Knicks to win the series against the Hawks, but it looks like it's not going to end that way by uh, by the end of tonight, either either by the end of tonight or by this weekend.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me check the score out. Let me check the score out.
0: And not too wild is winning that poll 78%.
2: Currently, the Hawks are up on the Knicks, 48-45, and the Wizards are down by four to the 76ers. Wizards not trying to go, man. Wizards are not for trying real? to go. No Embiid. Like, they're giving a lot of confidence. And this is really building up the MVP case for Embiid. Even though it's too late, they already voted. This is building up mm. the MVP case because they're not the same team without him, But They are Facts. really not. <laughs> so I really I, I really think that the Hawks can give them a run for their money if they don't have Embiid, bro.
0: And lastly, one of the most interesting polls of today, which duo is better, <laughs> Prime, Kobe, and CP3, or <laughs> Prime, LeBron, and Dwayne Wade? I said, I had to say Bron and Wade.
2: I understand that. And say your reasoning
0: i had to say braun and wade because as bad as all of us wanted the kobe cp3 trade to happen so where kobe had like a real number two like that at the guard position and everything as bad as we wanted that duo to happen it never did so we we can fantasize how cool it would have been but we just never seen it so i can't just blindly vote for a duo i never seen play together with before over LeBron and D Wade. And we all know how that duo ended up. So I, I had to broke mm-hmm. Bron and Wade just for the fact that I actually seen it.
2: I picked Kobe and CP3 because I think they fit together way more than Bron and Wade did. Like in that first year, it was kind of like a, a chemistry. Like they had to get used to each other because both of them had similar type of games. Like, man, them boys ain't want to. Them boys were, like, downhill. Like, they wasn't. None of them was shooting three balls. But when you get a Chris Paul and Kobe, like, you know Kobe is the scorer, and Chris Paul can do everything else. He can defend, get you into the the spots that you, like, can can get his own shot. Like, so they fit way better together than somebody like O'Bron and Wade. For O'Bron and Wade, it took, like, a year. They lost to the Mavericks. just shit just didn't look right. The second year, third year, we got in the chips. But I think it would have came together immediately for a CP three and Kobe, And obviously we wish the shit would have went down, but I think that would have been the better duo.
0: And uh, this was the closest poll. I think out of all of today, Bron and Wade were winning uh, are winning 53% right now. So it's a very, very close poll.
2: Shit. Crazy. My boy. shit. Crazy. All and right, man, that
0: is it oh. for the two I Wednesday polls.
2: All right, let's move on to social media wants to know. All right, bro. Give me your rap. Mount Rushmore. Of the 2000s and
0: the 2010s of the 2000s i gotta say wayne obviously kanye obviously jay-z obviously and that fourth spot for the 2000s i gotta go eminem and then for the 2010s drake and cole obviously Nicki minaj and People were really making an argument for Future over the weekend. So, Kend- between, no, you didn't say Kendrick. I know. It's a toss-up between Kendrick and Future, bro. It's a toss-up between Kendrick and Future. <laughs> I swear. I was all in on Kendrick being out there. But I was like, bro, Future really came out in the 20- – twenty. he came out for real like 2011, 2012, like our freshman year of high school. And he been on a run ever since. And then I am I don't know, bro. Between Kendrick and Future, I oh, that's a toss up right there. I still don't know. I that still shit, don't
2: wow. know. Wow, I ain't know you're gonna say that shit, my boy. I gotta, I gotta give it to uh I gotta give it to um who you said? I gotta give it to Kendrick, Cole, Drake. Like that was gotta be your three. Somebody had commented under uh our post and said, like Kendrick overrated, like I ain't putting him in. Like, I'm gonna put up somebody had said that, and somebody had commented <laughs> that they was like, Yeah, he overrated, I ain't putting him in. I was like, "Damn, that's how y'all really feel about Kendrick? Like, y'all gonna kick him out?" So yeah, Kendrick bro.
0: can't overrate it, bro. And he ended up no. saying
2: Future. He put Future over Kendrick, bro.
0: Niggas don't understand. Future really ran <laughs> shit, bro. Like, and he's still on top of a lot of shit. When you think of Atlanta, you can't Future over Kendrick. Yes, I, I don't know if you're crying because you think I'm wrong, or you crying because you wholeheartedly agree. I don't know, but <laughs> I feel like, bro, you can't think you can't bring up Atlanta of this new generation of music and not say future you can't you can say it, the same impossible. thing about
2: what kendrick and cali like this thing has been carrying cali on his back for the whole 2010s the whole west coast
0: it's true but I don't and he know, made bro.
2: control that's the one thing niggas are forgetting about kendrick bro kendrick made control and nobody shook up the rap game like kendrick lamar did in 2013 when he made control when I tell you everybody was shook, niggas ain't even want to look at Kendrick the same way. And that's the same reason he almost got, he got in that fight with Diddy ass and Cole had to stand up for him, was over that control verse, because he was going at everybody's neck. For just for that alone, he in the Mount Rushmore, for sure in the Mount Rushmore. He shook up the rap game.
0: Hey, he he said it in his freestyle. And ever since that nigga came out of control, he took the sense of a rapper back in his pajama clothes. I was like, oh, yes shit. Sir,
2: bro. Niggas I was like, oh, shit. shit. Come
0: on. And he made two of the greatest albums all That's why I said, that, I said. It, it's a toss-up between Kendrick and Future, bro, because every argument you just made for Kendrick makes sense. But for Future, he brought a whole new sound to rap, bro. Like, pain, the pain rap, the, the drug rap that he got, it's so many rappers now that kind of emulate what Future brought to the game, bro. It, it's insane how he's changed the world with his sound. Like, you know a Future sound when you hear it. And the mm-hmm. fact that he gave one of the greatest um producer tags of all time. If your Metro don't trust me, I'm going to shoot, shoot you. Hey, bro, you remember when that tag came out and niggas went crazy? That was yeah. niggas' yeah. captures for their pictures. Yeah. We don't even know this nigga Metro. <laughs> niggas was putting that as the captures for their pictures, bro. Come on, dog.
2: That's facts. For 2010, yeah, man, I'm rocking with Kendrick Cole, uh, Future, and Drake. That's my fault.
0: Nikki, I'm sorry. Nikki got to, to stop Nikki. on the five. I had to put Nikki on there bro because niggas not niggas not going to respect Nikki Till she did. I'm going to just go ahead and say niggas
2: it. respect Nikki now. We're not going to do that. Niggas but, respect Nikki now.
0: But it's not to the way it, it's not to the status of how we do other. If people really respected Nikki like that, they would have put her on that Mount Rushmore. Like let let's be honest. Let's be honest. She is the queen
2: honest, of this right? shit. She
0: is the queen of this shit for sure. Like she because people try to say like well, she was the only one rapping in the 2010s, so who else going to... I'm like, no, don't... That's like saying I'm the only person that's raw as a receiver just because there were no other good receivers during that season. If I put up historical numbers, I put up historical numbers. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's what Nikki did. Lil' Kim was in a tough spot in her career at the time she blew up. Remy Ma was in prison. Other female rappers just didn't blow up because they just couldn't keep up with the times. And Mm Nikki took her... Nikki took the torch that Wayne gave her and fucking ran with it. And she was snapping harder than some dudes. Some dudes that we put on that high pedestal, she was up there with them. So I'm like, you got to put Nikki on Mount Rushmore, bro. You got to.
2: For my 2000s, I'm going with Jay-Z. Who else we got in the 2000s, bro? Who else you said?
0: I said Wayne, Kanye, Jay-Z, and Eminem.
2: All right, so we got Wayne, Kanye, jay Z. Them definitely the top three. My fourth? And I just had seen a video yesterday about this nigga, bro. Ludacris is my number four. Ludacris is my number four. This nigga has so many hits, and he's so versatile, bro.
0: Yeah. A lot of his songs
2: are not the same, bro. And he really—you talk about who carried Atlanta for a long ass time? Ludacris. Like Ludacris had that shit by a chokehold for a long time, and I think he was running that shit. I would have him over Eminem, even though Eminem is a lot of niggas' favorite, could be some people's goat. I'm putting Luda above that shit, bro. Growing up, Luda was in my mama car. Like nigga, Luda oh, was yeah. everywhere growing up. Like Definitely. I heard Luda everywhere. Way more than I heard Eminem. Like, I ain't even gonna dive to Eminem. I-, I just don't bang and with Eminem and his rap style.
0: Eminem is just he's one of the greatest lyricists ever. And I think the 2000s really just highlighted that for him. And I feel he just brought, he just kept the whole era of freestyling, like real deal freestyling up and up in our minds still, because with freestyles, excuse me, with freestyles now is like a lot of people kind of pre-write them a little bit. Eminem is going off the dome every single time. And I feel like mm-hmm. it's not enough people that still do that. So I had to put him on my Mount Rushmore. Plus, it's like when you think of white rappers, Eminem is always the first name. Like he oh, yeah. he broke the mould. He broke the mold when it comes to white rappers. You know what I'm saying? So uh you you have a few other white rappers who did Vanilla well ice? during the little during time. <laughs> Matt Mac Miller. Mac Miller was oh, a dope rapper. Matt, Matt, yeah. Yeah, Matt Miller yeah. was dope. Um shout out, shout out to uh what's what's it called Blind Furry who used to go on 106 six Park. That nigga oh, was crazy. A
2: freestyler, yeah.
0: He ain't never made no music, but it's yeah. like hey, if you if you can spit, you can spit. Whether you yeah. actually make songs or not, you know what I'm saying. So just Eminem paved the paved the way for all that shit, bro. So I had to put him up there. But you definitely right about Ludacris. He has hits on hits. He's super versatile. He gave some of the best music videos of his era. And I gotta say this about the Trap Music Museum. When I went recently at the beginning of May, and I went there. Y'all not showing Ludacris enough credit, bro. Y'all ain't showing him enough love. But I do know that they changed the museum around from time to time. So maybe a couple years ago, they probably had more Luda shit in there. But when I went this year, 2021, y'all ain't really have shit in there for Luda. If y'all had like a a big painting or something, that's cool. But Luda deserved like an entire mural. He deserved his own corner. He deserved his own section in that museum and he didn't get it. And I, I just felt like that was fucked up.
2: Bro, that release therapy album, I think that's when I really got on Ludacris. I think that was 06. We used to have a CD. That yeah. release therapy album used to go crazy. That was the one with Runaway Love and Slap a Nigga Today. Like, I had some hits <laughs> on that shit, bro. I had some hits on that shit, man. I'm rocking out with Ludo as my number four, man. Rocking out. You could have said 50 Cent. There It was some niggas that you could have thrown in that Lupe Fiasco. It was some good yeah. niggas that you could have thrown in there, but I'm gonna rock out with Ludacris for my number four. But let's move on to entertainment and current events. Ego, what we got on this Rugrats reboot?
0: Uh, basically Betty Deville, the um, the mother of the twins Phil and Lil from Rugrats, in the new reboot that they made for Rugrats, she's now an openly gay single parent, and I didn't really know how to feel about it because it's like, what do the kids? For? I don't think so. I think she had a whole husband, if I remember correctly. If I remember Rugrats correctly, she had a whole husband. If I she don't... didn't. I don't think they ever hinted at the fact that she didn't have a husband. It might have I mean, been, been subtle.
2: It might have been subtle.
0: It might have was... been very subtle.
2: Yeah. I think somebody had said she was gay in the in the original.
0: No, nah, bro. I would have remembered that shit. I swear. Y'all definitely I comment that. that definitely
2: thing. comment that. Because I don't remember.
0: I really feel like she had a husband in the first one. If she didn't. I didn't get gay vibes from her. I just got she not girly. She could have been a tomboy. What if she was just a tomboy? She ain't got to be gay. <laughs> like I don't know. I just I get it. They're trying to make kids more aware, but I don't think we need to push that on kids the way that they're kind they're they're kind of trying to do now. I don't know how to feel about it, bro. I really don't.
2: My biggest problem is why are they coming back with a Rugrats reboot in the first place. Like, hey, this, this is is it, a show that needs to be get...
0: good. It's it live good. action.
2: Oh, it's still cartoon.
0: Uh, It's still a cartoon, but it's um, it looks way more computer animated now than what it ever did. Like it looks real computer animated. She was married to this. That's what I'm saying. I could have sworn she had a whole husband. She must have. She could have went gay. I don't know. I don't know. She could have. I swear she had a whole husband in the the original Rugrats. I promise she did. Cause I'm (laughs) I'm trying to remember how the husband looked in my head, but Mm -hmm. yeah,
2: yeah. Rugrats, man. Oh man, Rugrats is so. In the back of my mind, I don't even think I was too big on Rugrats, to be honest with you.
0: I, I was too big Rugrats on Rugrats. That, that orange VHS tape. Had yeah. it. Had it. I was Rugrats.
2: too big on Rugrats,
0: man. Rugrats in Paris, hit, definitely Because I, I wasn't
2: watching Nickelodeon as a kid. I was more of like a Cartoon Network ass nigga, like, so I wasn't really watching Rugrats. I,
0: I watched everything. I watched Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, Disney. I watched everything because so. I was I remember <laughs> I
2: remember like Clifford the the big red dog way more than Rugrats. I'm a Clifford, uh who else? Blues clues. Like, I remember all that shit way more than uh Rugrats. Like I couldn't tell you the characters names, like them niggas just, I just remember their faces because them niggas are so new, unique with their look.
0: We need a live action Clifford movie. That shit actually Clifford did. was lit. We, we was need lit, a live man. action Clifford, Clifford movie. I could
2: definitely do that. <laughs> Clifford was definitely lit. All definitely. right, man, let's move on. So MJ uh, reportedly donated a million dollars to the journalism program at Morehouse. But my problem is Morehouse feels like they always get all of the money when a celebrity feels like donating. And they already got enough money. They taxing niggas for for tuition 40K. So why do you think Morehouse and maybe FAMU are the only two schools that get these donations when there are so many other HBCUs that actually need help and needed that a million dollars. So, you know what I'm saying? Refurbish what they got going on.
0: It's the prestige, bro. The, the name, the, the prestige and all of that same way, Harvard and Yale probably get more donations and funds and all that more so than other Ivy league schools. Same reason, fam and fam, Howard Hampton and Morehouse get more than every other HBCU. Cause the mm-hmm. name, the alumni, the status and all that, that that's really what it is.
2: I feel like there should be some type of fund that that celebrities can donate to where it just doesn't go to one school. They have like an HBCU fund celebrities can donate to so it can be spread out. Like these niggas are just giving one million to Morehouse who got hella cheese and ain't finna change shit. Morehouse still look old as hell. Morehouse ain't been upgraded. Since yeah, I, I drove past
0: it. I drove past it last month. That shit
2: looked the same. I stayed with Zion. Zion used to go to Morehouse. I stayed in the dorms. Dorms still look old as hell. Like Martin Luther King still used to stay there. Like that shit look old. Like they ain't even trying to upgrade. But y'all giving them all the money. When like Bethune Cookman need cheese. Like all these other HBCUs that need cheese ain't getting the money that they need when all these donations that go out. Morehouse getting them. Howard getting them. You know what I'm saying? Hampton getting them. Fam getting them. It's just like other schools can use that bro I think that needs to become some type of fund where celebrities can go to
0: because I, I agree um they could probably put it in just in scholarships like United Negro college fund they could just put it in that scholarship um category they could put it in other hbcu scholarships for schools that way even if you don't want to just outright give the school money like um what what's another um hbcu off time like university Genesee, uh Tennessee State or University of Tuskegee or something like that. Mm-hmm. Give them a scholarship fund. That way it can go to the students, not necessarily just going to the school program. You know what I'm saying?
2: So. Mm-hmm. Definitely feel that, Brad, because I'm seeing everywhere. Because did MJ just donate some money or did this story come out a minute ago?
0: Uh, I just read this recently, so I'm not sure how because I uh, read something like this. He, it came out that he made a statement that he was going to start doing it. I think Morehouse is mm. actually the first school that's actually getting the money, though. He's supposed okay. to be giving a million dollars or more or whatever to multiple schools over throughout the next year or so. And Morehouse is the first school to get a million dollars,
2: yeah. So I'm glad that he's definitely donating to HBCUs because either way he's still donating some of his money. So definitely got to shout him out for that. But it's just like, man, there's so many others that, that need that cheese. So that's all I'm looking at. But still, shout out to MJ for donating, and hopefully he start donating to some other uh, some other HBCUs as well. All right, man, let's move on with this uh, OJ and Bill advice. What, what, what are you talking about?
0: Stick <laughs> on. Why that title? why that title uh <laughs> basically bro we all know bill old as hell um damn near dead honestly in mm-hmm. prison mm-hmm. uh when I... he wants to he, literally he wants to get his sentence reduced and everything but the only way he's able to get his sentence brought down or even get out and just be on probation is he will have to take like a sex offender class and stuff like that and basically mm-hmm. like go through that whole process of being registered as one and whatnot and bill he said no i'm not doing that if i do that that admits that i actually did the shit <laughs> and i i understand i understood him completely i'm like i ain't gonna take no sex offender in the class my wholeheartedly and telling you i did not do shit because that's on your record like you have to tell people in every neighborhood that you go in that you're registered as this
2: mm-hmm. like
0: so they ain't gonna care if you saying i i didn't really do nothing i just had to do they're gonna be like no your name on this list like no get the fuck away from me and my kids you know what i'm yeah. saying but oj oj went i think he went on his story or he went live or something on instagram and he was basically telling bill look when I was locked up in this the third, I did whatever they told me. I took whatever class I had to take, blah blah blah. And I'm like, ah, uh, you know
1: didn't know if I'm go left to jail for what you needed to go. To you didn't go
2: to jail for what you, <laughs> what you needed to go to jail for, sir. Chill out with all that, right, OJ. Chill out. He was That's basically
0: what... telling he was telling Bill just take whatever class they're telling you to. I'm like, no, what the fuck? You admitting that you're guilty at that point.
2: But Bill's dead at this point. Bill about to die in a year. Like, no bullshit. Like, just give it to Bill about to die in a year, bro. You just need to be happy to get outside of the cell walls, bro. You almost dead, bro. What's the point? Who cares if you a sex offender or not when you about to die in a year? Like, man, your legacy is still your legacy, bro. Niggas already think that you did what you did because you already in jail. Niggas already think you did what you did anyway. So if you get the sex offender tag, it's just like, okay, 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 he out now. That's what Bill yeah. needs to think about. He needs out.
0: Tell me why Bill Bellamy came out and said, "I don't even think he know he' in there." <laughs>
2: <laughs> he that's got to be the reason he's not accepting the, the sex offender class. <laughs> My dog don't know he' in there for real.
1: Now, <laughs> when I all. came out.
2: That one, I out, he don't know what he had no more, bro.
0: They give him all the, they give him all the TV privileges. He don't eat the same <laughs> as the rest of them. He he probably really don't know he in there.
2: <laughs> probably easy, bro. Real lightweight, real lightweight,
0: bro. real lightweight.
2: That shit funny. But the fact that OJ giving any advice is hilarious, bro. Is what he, he still in Saint Pete? He was in Coquina Key at one point. He was in Coquina Key, but I, don't I think,
0: think he, was he was living in Coquina Key. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> he, he
2: was living in Coquina Key, but nah. I think he done moved since. I think he definitely moved since. Oh, I don't shit.
0: know. That. I got I to gotta ask somebody. I think his daughter <laughs> still lives in. His oh, daughter stayed key.
2: there. Yeah, his daughter stayed there. I don't
0: know. Uh OJ to the Berg. <laughs> we need a series <laughs> on that, man. That shit crazy. <laughs> All
2: right, man. Let's move on to the Patrick Star Show. Bro, so, so how do you feel about it? <laughs> I'm not watching it. It, Why not, bro? You going to see SpongeBob? You going to see Patrick again?
0: SpongeBob stopped being funny after like 2011, 2012. Like the original comedy is just, what is saying. I'm so excited. Love, don't listen to her. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm not watching this. No, it, it's not happening. I'm um, fucking Patrick too, though. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely banging with I'm with Patrick, but the dumb... The dumb friend can't have his own show. It just what it I? can't. It's like when they made Sam and Cat after Victorious. It's like Cat was stupid it as worked. Like no.
2: Sam and Cat was lit. I oh I Sam and Cat.
0: I did not watch Sam and Cat. No, I, I just couldn't.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I definitely made with Sam and
0: Cat. I, I feel like it's just the joke, it's not gonna be funny like how it should. Um, because I don't think Spongebob now and I don't think the Patrick Star show are gonna give that adult comedic relief that a lot of the older Spongebob episodes gave. Like a lot of our cartoons, our our parents were able to watch with us because there were underlying jokes. There were there were like behind the scenes jokes that kids we weren't gonna get until we were older, but the adults got then so they could laugh at the shit too now mm. shows a lot of times are just they just do stupid shit just to do stupid shit there's and no like <laughs> true there's no context behind shit
2: and that's really what this shit gonna be it's gonna be stupid as hell but i'm gonna watch it because it's patrick and so i want to see what the hell going on my nigga Pat. we ain't seen this thing in a minute bro i don't remember when the last time i even watched spongebob but, but I'm he's not
0: interested, funny I'm bro like patrick they're not ain't funny any, not anymore that's what after from 1999 until 2011 or 12, SpongeBob was untouchable. The shit was comedic genius. After like 2012, after we got in high school, it was like their their writing just got boring at that point. They were just being stupid to be stupid. There was no actual comedic presence in their jokes.
2: Ah, man, I, I need to see it, man. I want, I want, I want Patrick. I really want SpongeBob. I really hope he's just not really that side character that we barely see. I want her to be, like, still side by side with my nigga Pat.
0: She, she's going to make me watch it. I, I know she's going to make me watch oh, I'm not yeah. going to
2: want to. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going to be worth it. All right, man, let's move on. Lastly, we have the Lady Fights the Bear. I don't have the clip. I could not find that shit today. But with the Lady Fights the Bear and risking her whole entire life for that but them damn dogs, my nigga. What was your reaction to that video, bro?
0: Hey, like mystical said, if you ever see me fighting in the forest with a grizzly bear... Help, Help the, the damn girl. girl. <laughs> Let me see, Is that bitch to need it. <laughs> <laughs> that shit crazy, bro. So basically, it was a bear trying to hop. I forgot where the hell this happened at. It was obviously somewhere in the wild, but yeah. um, it was a bear trying to hop over the fence of of this lady's backyard. She had a couple of her dogs in the backyard, and it was trying. The bear was trying to get them. She literally ran to the fence and pushed the bear back over. And the bear like just went off, and I'm like, I don't love my pets that damn much. <laughs> I <don't be> scared,
2: <laughs> at, at the fuck all, bro. At the fuck all. Like I'm not risking my life, bro. I seen some people try to risk <laughs> their lives to save like dogs from getting eaten up by alligators and sharks. Like, bro, if that dog get, get <laughs> hemmed up by that damn alligator or shark. That nigga life just gonna have to be gone, my nigga. Like it don't matter the connection, cause now I'm risking my life.
1: So I'm like, man, I'm already losing.
2: I'm already losing one life. So somebody gotta live to still to tell the story. Somebody has to live. Like I can't die with my dog. Like no, nah, like I
0: mean, I try to, I try to help from a distance. I'll yell for my dog and tell them to come this way. Yeah, or something. That's it that's but, it but that's that's it that's you seen it, that I'm video sure. you ever seen that video of that old white man and his dog like the gator bit the dog and the dog is out in the water and he opened the gator mouth and walked the dog away i'm like ain't no way to hell. that's what, <laughs> that's what, that's what i'm saying be but
2: niggas niggas too bold out here bro niggas is really too bold out here for their dogs and, it, and it's not necessary <laughs>
0: don't I, I don't know if you if you take my dog is this it depends me take my dog she gonna do that yeah yeah
2: <laughs> y'all Take love but- your dogs entirely too much bro she, i understand bro, it
0: if a if a car hit buddy she cussing everybody she probably gonna kill whoever driving and hit buddy i promise you
2: if your car if you get hit but i'm talking about like nigga if you gotta save that bitch and like from uh from an alligator or from a bear like man nah. and what them niggas just ran outside toward the bear like they risking their life like i didn't tell them niggas to go over there like, bro, you made that decision, you gotta live with it, you <laughs> got, or you're gonna have to die with it. Actually, you're gonna have to die with that decision that you made. You got to die with that decision, my nigga. Because I ain't gonna take it to, you, the grave. <laughs> take that shit to the grave, take I didn't make it you run out. Of I'm sorry, <laughs> all right, man. Let's move on. Now, we got Past the Ox, bro. What you got for Song of the Week?
0: Ooh, Song of the Week. Uh, oh, what's the name of this? What's the name of this? It's on the uh, it's on Slime Language 2, and it's Came and Saw, Young Thug, Future, oh, and Rowdy yeah. Rebel. I really love that song. I love that song. Yeah, 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 I fuck with that shit. I can't remember
2: that shit. Uh, and I got uh, Goat Talk by T-Pain featuring Lil Wayne. Been listening back to that album, that one-up album by yeah. T-Pain. And T-Pain about to have one hell of a year, or the next couple of years is going to be his year. Because I see that he already getting up with uh Kehlani now. They got a couple of songs out. The first song I heard was Fire. T-Pain going back to his old ways again. And he going to start putting on with more other artists as well because of them DMs. He finally seen he finally his DMs. answering them shit.
0: He finally answered them shit. shit. So he gonna get lit with the. He
2: gonna get lit with the uh with the features and bro, shit. Bro, right ima-
0: imagine being on a hiatus just because you didn't know how to work social media.
2: And he really thought niggas wasn't fucking with him. That was the funny thing about T Pain. That's T-Pain. What I'm like,
0: <laughs> you, T Pain was really on a hiatus just because he thought people weren't fucking with him. Whole time he just didn't know how to work his social <laughs> media account. That's cr- imagine the hits we could have got, bro. Like the. <laughs> Remember when we would get the Chris Brown, August South, Cena, and Trey Song mixes and stuff? Imagine T Pain being on them collabs, bro. Imagine T Pain doing shit with Roddy Rich and all these other new stars. That's got shit would have been crazy, bro. Yeah. Oh my god! If I go back in time and be like, bro, check your Instagram, like <laughs> request <laughs> for it. the, re- the request for it, <laughs>
2: the request. That shit definitely crazy, bro. But definitely shout out to T Pain. We definitely need more music from that nigga. All right, man, and movie and show reviews, man. We have re- been reviewing so much. We just reviewed Spyro last week. We just recorded the Quiet Place review that will be coming out on Friday. Uh, what else we got coming? Uh, Loki coming out uh, next week. Loki coming out next week.
0: Loki come out next week. Uh, what else? What else? What else? The Conjuring Three comes out this Friday. Uh, Cruella just came out last week. I have to watch it. Quincy I already watched it.
2: Cruella was yeah. fire. Cruella was fire
0: we got a lot of oh something else come out this week army too, of I the think.
2: dead army of the dead we gotta watch that
0: we gotta watch army of the dead the conjuring three and something else comes out this week ah, i can't remember what else comes out but we we got we got Corella, we got army of the dead we got uh the conjuring three we got loki series coming up it, it's a lot of shit this summer y'all and then we finna get ready to go into july soon and we finna have black widow everything coming out
2: bro I'm loving that this run that we're on right now. Fresh out of a pandemic, we got the movies lined up for us now, my nigga. So it's like, y'all niggas yes. missed the whole year. But y'all finna get right back to it, my nigga. So we getting right back to it. And y'all already know we finna have the reviews out for y'all, bro. So definitely stay tuned. And definitely uh suggest. Either go to our social medias and suggest or definitely comment what you guys would like us to review as well. Uh, And I think that's it, bro. So you can hit over with the social
0: media. You can follow us on Twitter at QEPodcast1. You can follow us on Instagram at podcast. You can follow and like our Facebook page, Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's spelled out the same way. Be sure to click the notification bell so you can hear any that we drop new episodes. And our email is QANDEPodcast at gmail.com for any business inquiries, questions, or concerns.
2: Yes, and subscribe to us on all of our podcast platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Pod, uh, Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube Q and Sign E Podcast, and subscribe.